What's up podcast? For this episode, I'm gonna be doing a training we gave to a new group of sales people to help them just see perspective on what it takes to be successful in this industry and to build the right expectations. Hope you enjoy. The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. up everyone glad to have you onboarded and getting going i know sometimes those first few days and even weeks can feel a little crazy or chaotic when you're trying to figure out a new system trying to get up and running and just get sales and i know that's a really really i want to say like tender time and i say tender like a like maybe or not, i don't i'm look, have a hard time looking for the word like tender or fragile it's like a new plant right like the, that's when it's most vulnerable is when it's just planted and i feel like that's with new salespeople is when they're just planted, that's when they're most vulnerable and we want to do our best to help them get grow. But oftentimes it's not so, like we can do, we can only do so much in terms of sun, soil and, and rain. At the end of the day, uh, the resiliency of the plant plays a bigger part into how much that plant's going to grow than almost anything we can do, right? Um, with, with that analogy, I just want to get started. I'm going to share a little bit about my backstory and then show you how that relates to to you and other people that have been successful in this industry. So I started out in, I was actually, I avoided sales for a long time. I had a lot of people, friends and family that did sales and uh, just, it wasn't for me. I actually really looked down on it and went into the teaching grad school route. Uh, turns out grad school after a recession, uh, there's not a lot of people that hire, you know, language experts for what I was doing. And I ended up having to get a sales job because I literally just couldn't find a teaching job anywhere because there weren't any positions. And I did pest control and it did, did the whole summer sales thing, banging doors for, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours a day, depending on the day. And was actually, actually ended up being really successful in that and then got into solar. And my first foray into solar, this was back in 2016, 2015, 2015. And it, it Let's just say it was not the most ideal situation. I, I got in there because I had a brother-in-law who was crushing it. We had both done pest control together, and he had moved over to solar, and he made $80,000 in one quarter in three months. And I was like, oh, if he can do it, I can do it. So I, we literally shipped out my family. We were living in Hawaii at the time. Um, Try convincing your wife to move out of Hawaii, a, a good-paying job out of Hawaii to Arizona in the middle of summer. Uh, did not go over well, and I had a lot on the line to prove that this was worth it financially. And and we were also she we were pregnant. She was pregnant at the time. We were, we were gonna have a baby, and so I landed in the middle of August. I think it was August tenth was my first day of work, and I was constantly calling the manager trying to figure out how this works, what to do, and you know it was always like pushed off. Like we'll figure it out when you get here. Figure it out when you get here. I got there, met with the manager for lunch, and we just didn't talk shop. We just kind of got to know each other. And then he went off to Disneyland with his family, and I come up the first day of work, and they're like, we'd had a little training and downloaded an app and got our badge, and 
off we went. That was literally it. And so I asked, well, what, my question was, well, what happens if I knock on someone's door and they want to buy? And they said, just call us. Like that was literally the thing. Like we show up to the office, no training, just enough to like download like a door app so we could tell, like I could mark the doors and I got a shirt on and went off to area. Um, I actually did knock with my brother-in-law for like 20, 30 minutes and then it started raining. He's like, oh, let's go inside. And it was in Arizona. Arizona rain's like not that bad, but. Anyway, so go out on the doors that first day by myself, not knowing what the heck I'm going to do to process a deal and uh, knock on a door, you know, unsuccessful, unsuccessful, call my manager. He's in Disneyland. And I was like, dude, I need some help. And he goes, well, just you're you're probably being too aggressive on the door. Just ignore people. And I got to go. So he went and I was like, "Okay, whatever. So I knock on the door. First, this lady opens after that call and I get her convinced to sit down and talk to me about solar. I don't know what I said. I don't know how I convinced her. Maybe she's just this nice lady. And, uh, I, so I called my man, like the assistant manager up. I was like, dude, I got somebody that's interested in solar. What do I do next? I'm sure that sounded really, really sketchy to the lady. And, uh, he's just like schedule it, you know, get her to sign a contract. I was like, get her to sign a contract. And we had like paper contracts back then. Like I didn't even know it was, I didn't hardly know what she was signing up for. Um, and, I just basically told her, you're going to save money on your electric bill. I don't know any more than that. And she's like, okay, cool. So she signs a contract and we schedule a, a site survey to go like check the house out. Like I didn't even, we didn't even do a design. We didn't like tell her anything. And, uh, the site survey comes back. My assistant manager came and helped me close the, the deal. And that was literally all the training I had. And for the next three months, it was just a long grind on the doors. I would, I, I didn't think I was working that many hours, but we were out to dinner and my, they were asking, some friends were asking like what we were doing. And I was like, Oh, we're selling solar. And they're like, Oh cool. Is it long hours? Is it hard? I was like, no, it's only like eight hours a day. And my wife looked at me. She's like, honey, you work way more than eight hours a day. I was like, I do. She says, Cody, you leave at nine and you don't get back to after 10 every night. And I was like, really? Um, I was just so lost in the work. I didn't like, I just, the goal was more important than the hours I had to work. And I didn't realize that, you know, I didn't realize that that like that, that was like Monday through Saturday. And, uh, it, it was a long, long, long hard drive. Um, ended up doing 70 over $70,000 in, in three months. So not as much as my brother-in-law did, but still 70,000 and, uh, was just, anyway, it worked out. And a lot of times, so what does this mean? Like, why am I sharing this? How does this apply for new reps? So every like as a manager trainer director or whatever a leader in this in the industry in the business one of the questions i i often ask and everybody asks is what can we do to make solar make this company make this opportunity accessible to people so they can have that same success that we have and we talk about training programs we talk about better onboarding experiences we talk about bettering the product, e- easing the sales process. We talk about so much stuff. But at the end of the day, or like, I, not the end of the day, one time I was like, you know what? I wonder like what made other people successful. So I'm going to put all these things that I think make people successful aside and I'm just going to start asking. So I just started interviewing and I started asking the most successful people in the industry. What made you successful? What was your new, what was your experience like? Like when you first got started, what, how did you, like, what did you do differently than other people? And literally, I've 
talked to hundreds of people in the industry, successful and not successful. And every single one of them, it's the same pattern. And I know this is going to sound crazy. I know it's not going to sound like normal, um, but it's the exact same pattern I went through. Very little support, a ton of freaking hard work. And, and then on the flip side, I've talked to people that haven't been in successful industry. And a lot of them actually had a lot of support. That's the thing that really shocked me is like the people that had a lot of support didn't necessarily make it in solar or, or sales at all. Um, because they, they didn't have the grit and to like get, get through it. And that really like struck me. Like I, I want to believe inside that we can create a training program, an opportunity that anybody can come in and just be successful at if they just do X, Y, Z, right? If they just follow the process. And I think to some extent we've done that. But also I like the, the longer I'm in this industry and the longer I'm in sales, there's something about the internal grit, like the internal drive somebody has, the X factor that you literally cannot train. Like you could bring a horse to water, you can't make them drink. You could bring an opportunity to a salesperson, but they have to take it, right? Going back to that analogy of like preparing the ground for a seed, right? Sometimes I, I wonder if we make it too easy for the seed at the beginning and when the hard weather comes, it didn't grow its roots deep enough. It didn't have a hard enough experience to, to grow and it gets, gets, just gets wiped out, right? It's, it's kind of like that, you know, when a, when a caterpillar goes into a cocoon, if you let the caterpillar out too early, it never becomes a butterfly. It doesn't go through the struggle it needs to go through to be successful, and that's my worry with salespeople is, is, is so often people get into sales because they, they see the money, they see the paychecks, they see the lifestyle, but they don't see the freaking hard work. They don't see the grind. They don't see like the sleepless nights, the anxiety that customers aren't going to buy, that you're not going to be able to provide for your family and that, 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 how that anxiety drives you to be more successful than you could ever, ever been. Right? They don't see the, the fight with your, your spouse about why this job is the craziest thing and, you, and it's not going to be successful and it's putting a toll on your family and you shouldn't be doing it. Like, They don't see that. They just see the, the nice picture on social media, the big smiles, the customer going solar. They, they see the nice car or, or, the, or the nice vacation or the fun training. They don't, they don't like, we don't like to show the freaking sacrifice that it takes to be successful at this job. And I think that's a huge disservice because people get here and they think, I'm gonna have money handed to me on a freaking silver platter like it was these other people. But it was never, for anybody I've seen that's been very successful in this industry, it was never handed to them on a silver platter. They had to break down the freaking door and take it every time, right? Like for me, I remember there was a Saturday and the forecast was 122 degrees. And I had like two sales that I hadn't made that week. And I, like everybody was saying like, stay inside. It's not healthy to stay outside. Like it was lud- like ludicrous to go knocking 122 degree weather. But I had a, a family provided for and I had goals to hit. So I got out and freaking knocked and it sucked. And I think I only made one sale. But like the fact that I went on knocked that day like prove that I was willing to do what it took to be successful. And so for you new reps that are starting, it's 
I, I don't know why. You know you better than I know you. And I don't know why you came to this job. But I want to be very, very clear that it is going, if you want to reach the level of success that you've seen other people make, it's going to take a level of commitment you've never made. It's going to take a lot harder work than you've ever done. Because the reason you're at where you're at is because you haven't put in the work. You haven't put in the effort. And so something's got to change and that's got to be you. Okay? It's not the opportunity. Like there's people making hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes a month in solar right now. Okay? It's some, there's people that are making a ton of money and it's not the product. It's not the, it's not the market. It's regardless of all that stuff. There's people being successful all around this country because they know how to put in the work. Okay? So our, our, our like tendency to say, well, the company hasn't given me a login yet or, or I haven't got enough training or I don't have enough support. Like those are all excuses that we try to help our make, make ourselves feel better for our lack of success. And the only person to blame for that is ourselves. And it's hard to do that. It's really hard to do that. Okay. So for for the people on this call, I want you to give a couple, like a bolded list of what you can do to be successful. All right. And this is the, like, the, like if you just follow this formula, it works every time. It's worked for me every time in sales, no matter how like bad or good or indifferent I was about my skill level. If I just put in the time, it worked. Okay. First, you got to work 50 plus hours a week. End of story. Like there's no like ifs, ands, or buts about that. Like, and it's not this like, it's not just like admin work or training. Like you have to be on the doors or cold calling for 50 flipping hours a week. That sucks. It's not fun. It hurts. I get it. I've been there. I've done 90 hours a week. I've probably done weeks over 100 hours a week. I remember when we when I knocked pest control in Washington, it didn't get dark till 1030 at night. So we would knock until 1030 at night every day, six days a week. It sucked. It was hard, but we made I made like more money than I ever made in my life. Um, up until that point, because I put in the hours. All right. So 50 hours plus a week, no, it's non-negotiable. All right. Number two is you have to be humble. Like I can't tell you how many salespeople I meet with, especially experienced people, especially ones that are older. Okay. If you, if you are over the age of 30, then you need to watch out for this because you are probably falling prey to it. You need to be humble and receive coaching. All right. I remember I had this one Harvard grad. He's like, he graduated from Harvard and had like a grad degree and something else. And he came to me and, and this, this is a uh, guy was like in his forties or his fifties and, you know, talked about all his academic success, all stuff. And he's like, but the reason I'm coming here is because I've never made over $70,000 a year. And you guys have obviously made that. And actually <laughs> that, I think that month that he was talking to me, I think i I'd made that in one month. I'd almost made, I made 16 a month, which is really funny. Um, cause I was having a conversation with him. <laughs> so, and I was like, okay, dude, and I told him this exact same thing that I'm telling you right now, Ex- you know, work hard, be humble, communicate. Um, and I said, if you want to sell, you got to sell this way. Like you got to, you know, say these words in this manner. And he goes, I can't do that. I'm like, well, then you're not going to sell. He's like, well, I, I, I think the customer needs to know this and this and this first. And I was like, I think they should know that too, but the manner in which you like present that and the timing is going to like depend, like really like determine whether you get that sale or not. And if you're going to sit here and be stubborn and think your way is better, 
then yeah, you're not gonna make over seventy thousand dollars a year. And he quit because he just couldn't. He didn't want to do the. He want didn't want to be successful the way that successful people became successful in sales. He wanted to do it his own way, which he thought was better, but it wasn't. And he ended up flunking out. Okay, so we have a method. We have a way that's all in the flipping training, and if you just follow it, it works, right? Lastly, is communication. This is this is probably the number one thing salespeople. This is the number one thing salespeople wrong. It's not probably. This is the number one sales thing salespeople get wrong. Um, I am not going to come begging you to do the work. I do not have time, and your leaders do not have time. We make time for the people. Like we're in this to be successful ourselves, to make money, and to help people. Okay, but we understand one principle that we can bring a horse to water, but we can't make him drink. So I am not going to chase you down to do the training. I am not going to chase you down to be successful. You have to bring that X factor. Okay. But for the people that want my time and the want your leader's time, you have to ask for it. You have to communicate that you need it. Okay. So I have posted multiple times the coaching calendar and I have a schedule and I have open office hours and no one shows up to those except the people that are very, very hungry for success. The people that are closing deals right now, that are the busiest, they're the ones that reach out and say, hey, I need some, I need some tweaking on this. Like, how can I like change this? Or what can I do to, to fix this? And they end up being successful. But guess what? The people that aren't working hard, that aren't like, that aren't making money, they never sign up for a coaching session. They never take the time to ask for help. And they want to be polite and they want to say, I know my manager's busy. I don't want to bug him. I want to figure it out by myself. I don't need, I don't, you know, like I want to be respectful. Guess what? Like if you want to be successful in sales, there's so much noise out there in the marketplace between Facebook advertising, TV, friends and family, like news. There's just so much noise in people's heads nowadays. If you don't go out there and grab their attention, guess what? They're not going to give it to you. And that applies to your managers as well. All right. So if you want to be successful, you have to reach out for help, whether that's me, whether that's your leaders, whoever it is. All right. So like, keep that in mind that we're not going to sit there and babysit you. Like it's, this isn't school where if you don't show up, we're going to like keep track of attendance, mark your tardy, you're absent and then fail you. Like no one's going to like the only person that's going to give you a failing grade is you. The only person that's going to give you a successful grade is you. And guess what? The principles that you learned in school about showing up, doing the homework, that all applies. The only difference is, is the only person that can hold you accountable is you, not your teacher, not the system. There's no system here to keep you, like, keep you on track. And that's the glory of it because that's freedom. That's freedom. But that's also a freedom that people misuse and abuse and find out that, oh crap, I wasn't as gritty as I thought I was. I wasn't as baller as I thought it was because I had the opportunity to take it. And that's not what we usually say. That's what we, we know deep down inside. But what we usually think, we usually externally like to blame the opportunity, the manager, the, the environment, the, the COVID, the whatever, right? Uh, but if you put in the work and just are fanatical, are you totally fanatical, you'll be successful, okay? So I want, I want to put this there out there. I know some of these words can be harsh. Um, I know sometimes, I know, I know people will actually quit because of this. They'll be like, that guy is too intense. Like I can't handle it. And that's fine. Like that's totally cool. Um, I, if I was building a team of people that I wanted to, them to feel good about themselves, I w- I'd be doing teaching. I'd be working in some nine to five where we played these little political games and, and didn't push. Uh, but 
That's not why I joined sales. I joined sales for time and financial freedom more than I would get anywhere else. And all that, that also means that I have to put in the work more than anybody else, but I'll, also, but I'll be rewarded based off the effort I put in. All right. So hope this helps you guys. Again, my door, I have an open door policy. Even though it's during a shutdown, there is literally, I posted a coaching calendar that you can go sign up for. That's my, that's my dog barking. Uh, there's a coaching calendar you can literally sign up for and I'll be a like mean little coach that's full of love and care and it's going to help you be the best salesperson you can freaking be. Okay. I've built some amazing programs and seen some amazing people get great results. And it's usually a pretty, there's some tears. There's some, I hate yous, but after it all, there's some, dang, I'm, I'm making more money. I'm happy I've ever been. It was worth the price I had to pay.